0: Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we have a beautiful and wonderful episode coming up where Jim is going to talk about Buddhism a little bit. All you Just Christians like me out, yeah, all you Christians like me out there, don't freak out. We're gonna do what we always say. We're gonna take the good and leave the rest. Yeah. So I think that there are some really good principles in here what Jim is uh Jim is going to say. So I'll hand it off to Jim. And then uh, I'm sure I'll chime in quite a bit. So, Jim, go ahead. Let's let's hear this.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you'll chime in because this is a co-created podcast. And today we're going to talk about the four noble truths according to the teachings of Buddha. And if you don't know who Buddha is, he was a dude way back when that, long story short, left a perfect world behind to go out and understand suffering. And it took him 20 years to understand suffering. And the thing about today is, is that we don't need 20 years to get to the level of enlightenment that Buddha got. We're going to begin in his teachings, the four noble truths. And they are, the first one is the truth of suffering. The second one is the truth of the cause of suffering. The third is the truth of the end of suffering. And the fourth is the truth of the path that leads to the end of suffering. Now, this week, I rewrote those to the four noble truths of recovery according to our slant on the Buddhist teachings. I'm going to read them out, and we're going to go through and talk about them. The first, suffering is optional, and the longer you are in sobriety, the more it actually becomes an option. The second, you are the cause of all of your created suffering. The third, acceptance and peace open up the potential to end the suffering as we once created it. And the fourth is the recovery process implemented with intention and action opens up the end of suffering as you once created it. Now, Kevin, what's your initial blush on those four? Because the first one I want to I talk about is really suffering is optional.
1: We always talk about different paths, different ways that people uh, find sobriety and recovery and live their life. And as a christian guy it's sometimes hard to read things or listen to things of other quote-unquote religions but the beauty of it is 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 like i've already said once in this episode and it's a big thing in in one of the 12-step fellowships is you know take take the what you need and want and what you like and you can leave the rest so the beauty of these four is there's really not much that i would leave the first one like you said where suffering is optional you know, I wouldn't have believed that when I was active in addiction because I really didn't feel like I had a choice. And, and frankly, with addiction, you don't have a choice. And you have to really come to that conclusion and understand that without something else helping you, whether you call that God or a higher power or, or a program or a whatever. Great spirit. Uh, yeah. Whatever you want to call it, you, you can't do it on your own. And so you need some form of help. And, and some people have different ways and, and things like that. The suffering really can't end until you realize that you have an option. And that option for me was throwing in the towel and saying, hey, I I can't do this anymore on my own, and then surrendering my life really to someone on something else. Mm -hmm.
0: And I really like, and you can attest to this with over a thousand days, is the longer you are sober, the more it actually becomes an option. Because when you are first getting clean, you are suffering.
1: Yeah, you're suffering physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's like the first like 10 uh, to 12 days. I mean, it's like absolute misery. And I I remember, I can remember those days. And I've told these stories so many times with the suffering and the physical awful. But the mental, everything that was going through my head, you know, the shame, the guilt, beating myself up for everything that I've done and destroyed. I mean, that was suffering. And honestly, it's almost weird. I think when we're active in addiction, we really like to have a victim mentality. So we like to like show people how we're suffering and, and make it all about us because we're so selfish and self-centered.
0: I think that's a beautiful point. And that kind of leads us right into the second one, which is you are the cause of all of your created suffering. If you saw us you just smirked. Um so before I say anything you go ahead. <laughs> Tell us about you that know, created suffering.
1: Well, and that the thing with this is is I I just I laugh a lot and I smile a lot when we talk about this stuff on these podcasts because um it's all so true. And uh, my ADD brain really quick, I hope you notice our sound quality is much better. We finally got some good equipment and we're really again going to take this to the next level back to what we were talking about, it was hard for me early on to like, to hear something like this. I wouldn't have liked to hear this because I remember it. nothing was my fault. Nothing. It was everybody else's fault. You know, my my church was mean to me. My mom and dad didn't do something right. Or this person was mean to me. Or, you know, God created me the wrong way. Or I was put on the universe or the earth the wrong way. It was somebody else's fault. Everything, every problem was. And I had an excuse for for everything. And until I came to, which is weird, we'll kind of tie, I think two and three kind of tie in together a lot. Really, all of them, all four of them, Jim, do. You did a good job coming up with them. I was the cause of all of my problems. And when I got into recovery, when I got into sobriety and I got dried out a little bit, I had to look at my part in every issue and all of my suffering. Because my suffering was created by me and my bad decisions
0: And then it was compounded by your addiction, which compounded the bad decisions, which had them get worse. Kevin, I respect you for actually agreeing that you are the cause of all of your created suffering, because the moment you take responsibility, that is when transformation occurs,
1: yeah the the first the first probably forty five days of sobriety, I would have really fought this and I can remember being in in treatment and it was still excuse after excuse after excuse and then I finally hit a point you know it was working with you Jim and with other people and and uh, different twelve step processes all kinds of stuff was really working together and what I got to was number three in this and that is acceptance and peace of opened up the potential to end suffering as we once created and for me, accepting. First off, accepting that I didn't have to suffer anymore. Second, accepting the fact that I'm at fault, that I was responsible for mo- for all of my suffering, really. I mean, obviously, in some cases of abuse and things like that, you're not responsible at all for your suffering. Uh, but in my case, I was responsible for virtually all of my suffering, and I had to accept and that. One quick point.
0: So for those of you that have been abused... If the abuse has ended and you're still beating yourself up, find a way to process it through. And I know that's a strong statement because otherwise you will stay in victim mentality.
1: But when you can accept it. Yeah, I've processed through uh, abuse and things like that in my life and people listen to me that know it and it's not a bunch of public thing, but it, it wasn't like my parents or anything like that. So just in case people out there are listening to know my parents acceptance, you know, th- there's a, a, a thing in the, in one of the 12 step in the big book basically. And it says acceptance was the answer to all of my problems. And for me, accepting that I didn't have to live like this anymore. Really, it's, it's the first two principles here. I didn't have to live that way anymore. And accepting that I was responsible and I had a part in every pretty much thing that happened to me in my life. That's when the relief and the peace followed, was accepting everything as it was and deciding I'm not going to live like that anymore. Obviously, a lot of work and stuff like that went into that. But then I got to peace, which I have You know, most days <laughs> now uh, have peace. And deep down, I have peace all the time.
0: And that peace is profound. It is hard to describe it. That is something that you have to deepen the recovery process in your sobriety, and you will feel that peace.
1: Well, and, you know, I know, again, I I don't normally, like, go all churchy and Christian-y on this, but there's a a Bible verse that says, you know, the peace— which surpasses all understanding. And whether you believe in the Bible or not, I think that's a definition of in recovery, what we feel. It doesn't even make sense sometimes. I can remember actually early on, Jim, and and this was working with you and other people, you know, that moment of acceptance when all of a sudden the peace hit me and it didn't make sense. There was still disaster all around me, but because of working through these things and processing them, uh, I had a peace.
0: I remember that moment in the room in that session that we were doing when the whole continents of your being shifted. And when that happened, to me, that was a spiritual awakening moment because you were not the same individual that you were just moments before.
1: Yeah, and you said you took the words out of my mouth. I was just thinking it was a spiritual awakening. And for me, having been raised you know, Christian, and I had a lot of what I thought were spiritual experiences, and and some of them probably were, some of them were probably me just trying to make something happen in my life. The bottom line is, I think that when you get to radical acceptance is when you really are born. And it, it looks different for everybody. But for me, it was very, very, uh, transformational and it was like immediate. And it was an impact where, you know, I had lived with debilitating nightmares, things like that for years. And Rachel, my wife could really attest to that. And all of a sudden, still to this day, you know, I've, I've never had one. And I think that that is what the recovery process does. Now that doesn't mean everybody has the same story as me and people still have problems and life isn't perfect and all sicknesses and diseases don't go well, away. And you still had issues you
0: had to deal with. You still had had problems. You had to rebuild and strengthen your marriage. And to me, the fourth one, right, the recovery process implemented with intention and action open up the end of suffering as you once created it. Your marriage and the rebuilding of your marriage is testimony to that fourth one being true.
1: That, I love the word intention and then action. I think, I know actually that intention is great. I have a lot of intentions in my life. Like I'm going to stop eating so much sugar. I'm going to work out every morning at 5 a.m. I have every intention in the world, but it has to be followed up by action or it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you know what, I maybe, I think tomorrow I'm going to get sober. You have to take some action to do that. Or maybe I'm going to, finally do X, Y, or Z. You have to take action. And I used Mm -hmm. to actually talk in some business uh, meetings and things like that for people. And I had a little speech and it was just called Action Equals Results. And without action, nothing's going to happen. So I guess, you know, the whole, the point of this podcast is to inspire people to take action, whether it's uh, Mm -hmm. someone that's sober or someone that's with someone who's struggling with addiction, or really just somebody that's listening because they're interested in sobriety. You know, we want people to listen to this, be inspired and take action to better their lives, whatever that looks like. So if you're out there and you're thinking about getting sober, I think the time's now. It's time to start taking some action. Action
0: now, not action tomorrow, not action next Monday. The action begins when you take your intention and it becomes real in that moment.
1: Yeah. For me, I can remember that, that moment where action finally happened. And, you know, I had an intervention at that moment. I was just like desperate. I I wasn't ready really for action yet, but I was desperate. And I can remember I got into my, uh, in treatment and I was in my therapist's office and he was like, what do you want to do? And the very first meeting I was like, I want to get like sober, I think maybe, or I actually probably thought I wanted to be able to drink and, and use drugs like a normal person, which, uh, Wasn't really an option for me. Isn't an option for me because that's just not how I operate. Well, the other thing is, is there are no
0: normies. If you really think about it, there are no normies. There are just people who are not as deeply impacted as others. It doesn't make them normal. There are no normies. That's, that's a whole nother episode too. Let's not yeah, we, we right can talk
1: about that another time. But I mean, I wasn't ready yet. You know, I had like a little bit of an intention in my heart. Like I want to get well, I want to get better. I want to stop suffering. You know, I wanted to, to not live with this like guilt and shame and anxiety and just like self-hatred but until I decided, all right, I'm going to do, and, and this is what happened for me. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I said, all right. And my therapist's name was Brian. I said, all right, Brian, I will, while I'm here, do everything that you ask of me, every last thing. And I promise you, if it does not work, I am going to fight you. Like I was serious too. I'm like, I will literally burn this place down. I was, I was not, I mean, I'm serious. I was like, screw it. Uh, I'm going to try it. And I tried it and look what happened. Here I am.
0: and you didn't try it you did it you did every activity you did everything they said you may not have liked it but you were in action and you experienced it
1: detoxing from all of these drugs and alcohol doing crossfit on like day 5 of sobriety i mean you don't want to do that stuff hiking up the mountain in this high elevation i mean i'm like falling over literally the beauty is i i don't know what it is like people that know me and especially knew me before like I nobody told me what to do. Like I was in charge. I was the man. All of these delusional thoughts and things that I said. I was desperate enough and I wanted to stop suffering, you know, to stay on our our point here to where I I just realized I had to take some action. So I did I I did just like the next right thing. It's so cliche. And so that meant like, hey, we have to this group, we have this, we have to we're gonna go to the gym every day. I did it. We're gonna do cardio every day. I did it. We're going to read these readings every day. I did it. We're gonna do this activity. We're gonna go to this meeting, go to that, we're gonna have therapy, all these things, and I did it every single day. And I just said yes to what I had to do. And then I started to stack some days together and now here I am where life really is happy joyous and free where through these things you know the fourth principle here i've had my life restored my business restored my marriage restored my just like brain restored i'm just different now than i was then and i'm thankful for that and the beauty of it is is like these things say to recap these four first off the suffering you 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 don't have to suffer i said this last night i spoke at a meeting and i said you know, I just want everybody to know, and this is what somebody said to me, he looked me in the eye. It was Stan from uh, from my treatment center. He said, hey, Kevin, you know, you never have to drink again. And I just, I love that. I've said this on this podcast so many times, but it's important if you're listening to this, you never have to drink again. You never have to drug again. You never have to gamble again. You never have to, whatever you're struggling with, you never have to do it again. There's a solution for me is I think the next one is accepting or is is realizing you're responsible for these things. So it comes to you. Nobody else can fix you, get you sober, make you you change. Three, accepting it and watching that peace come in. As you then number four, take action. Have an intention of of rebuilding your life, and you take action. I mean, these four things. We, you know, if if we didn't call them Buddhist, I probably would even love them even more. But um, sorry, Jim, that was a little joke. Uh, But they're great. We as people that are in recovery or not whatever just people that are were thinking about recover or maybe sober curious or whatever they call it we need to take action guys like it, nothing's going to happen i have so many friends that call me when they're all drunk and they're like i need to quit i need to quit and then they won't take any action so my challenge to everybody out there is you don't have to suffer anymore let's set an intention and let's take some action reach out to somebody you know and get help and let's let's do this let's all get sober and let's have a have a wonderful wonderful day and with that we're going to go ahead and end the episode we want to thank everybody for listening we ask that you please like and share give us some comments or feedback especially about our sound on this episode we're hoping it sounds better we've upgraded our equipments thank you for joining us everyone please please take some action
0: and create an incredible day